Ah, bravo, bravo, hombre. It's the June 15, 2018 edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a reconfiguration of the last 168 hours of history with a dog. This is KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. I'm Nathan Callahan. I'm Claudia Shambaugh, subbing for Mike today. Yeah, and as always, meek, mild, dishonest, and weak, Mahler, the fake news dog. Oh, oh good boy, nice Mahler. looking collar. You picked out a good one. You may have noticed Mike isn't here today. We've said it many times. He's with his father, and they're visiting family in Rifle, Colorado, oh, of all places. Family. Yeah. Family calling. Okay. And have Rifle. fun, Mike. Yeah. But coming up, the island of death from behind. Oof. Yeah. What's that? Jeff Bo Sessions. Oh, my gosh. An alternate universe. <laughs> Republican family values and more. But first, did you ever take LSD, Claudia? No, I can really? tell you. Wow, just right I can off say the it bat. like that. No, you didn't hesitate. No, I think I see enough things extra. Oh, really? Yeah. It's the voices in your head that keep telling you don't take LSD. It's the ideas. Yeah. A new study found that psychedelics, specifically LSD, can change brain cells in rats and flies, making neurons want to branch out and connect. Oh. Supporting the theory that psychedelics help fight depression, anxiety, addiction, and post-traumatic stress disorder. A rewiring of sorts. Depression happens as neurons atrophy and shrivel up in your brain, the connections there. Hmm. But LSD makes them unshrivel and reach out and connect, at least... In rats and flies. Oh my gosh. We've got some leadership that's shriveling. Well, there's a thought. That sounds like Mahler is uh, concerned about the rats and flies. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of shriveling, a new study finds global warming is shriveling Antarctica's ice sheet, melting about 200 billion tons of water into our oceans each year. Fast. It's faster than I ever thought. Yeah. Threatening to inundate coastal communities like Newport Beach. Newport. And Hunting will be a real You know, I too. talked to a contractor this yeah. week. He builds stuff yeah. in those flood-prone zones. And they're building. They have to keep lining everything to keep the moisture from coming in to the, the lower parts of their structure. So, yeah. I mean, they see the water. They're just engineering it to hold it off another 10 years. <laughs> so it's, it's amazing. Yeah. And then the value of the property is not changing. I know. That's what is incredible to me, is that given the science, why aren't property values dropping in Newport Beach and uh, Huntington? Yeah. I guess it's called faith. Faith in the buck. Antarctica's ice melt has tripled over the past decade. This comes as two Harvard social scientists say Trump's rollback of environmental regulations could cause the deaths of 80,000 people or more per decade. And the rollback of clean air rules alone will cause an additional one million Americans to have dirty, deathly lungs. They'll get respiratory disease because of the rollback of our EPA and pot screw it. That's right. Pot screw it. (laughs) The Indian government vowed to eliminate single-use plastic items, sporks, water bottles, yogurt tubs by 2022. Okay. Yeah. Can't be soon enough. India is now the latest of at least 60 countries that have introduced bans and fines aimed at reducing plastics pollution. The company IKEA also announced it will eliminate single-use plastic items by 2020. So They could lead a little bit faster than that. I think so, too. But they probably have a warehouse full of sporks 
that they want to get rid of. Okay. If they were true heroes, they would just melt that crap down. How about a, a giant statue of the leader of Ikea out of plastics that will never get thrown into the ocean? That's a thought. Yeah. Performance art. <laughs> Repurposing. Yeah. Repurposing our stock. What do you think, oh. In Nazi news, Austria's right-wing government announced it would close seven mosques because Islam is bad. Well, that's what they think. And meanwhile, the government of Bavaria, Germany, made it mandatory that every public building display a Christian cross at their entrance and said it might use private jets to deport migrants seeking asylum instead of, of course, the uh, Deutsche Reichsbahn. Well, the train. Wow. <clears throat> the leaders of Canada, Italy, Germany, France, Japan, the UK are allies. Remember. And us, we all met. Fond memories. For the annual G7 summit. Trump arrived late to the meeting on gender equality, missed a meeting with French President Macron, refused to sign the summit's joint communique shortly after agreeing to sign it, and said that Vladimir Putin should have been invited. Yeah, he, he <laughs> hit all the buttons, pushed yeah. them all. Trump left the summit early, avoiding a meeting about climate change in order to travel to Singapore for what he described as a get-to-know-you situation with North Korea's brutal dictator Kim Jong-un at a five-star resort on the island of Sentosa, once known as the Island of Death from Behind. So to speak. Yeah. That's a nasty thing to think about. Mm. Which was used as a Japanese execution site during oh. World War II and now has a theme park and two golf courses. Back at the G7, Canada's Prime Minister Justin Trudeau said one of the things he's having trouble getting his head around is Trump calling Canada a national security yeah, threat. That was amazing. And Trump did that so he could raise tariffs. Trudeau said Canadians stood shoulder to shoulder with American soldiers in far-off lands in conflicts from the First World War onward. To call Canada a threat to the U.S. is kind of insulting, which it is. Our Peter Navarro right there in there chiming in with the inner sanctum orthodoxy about defending all that. And there's yep. a place in Hades. That's My exactly gosh. what he said. There's a place in hell for any foreign leader that engages in bad faith diplomacy. That's our uh, former our, UCI professor. You know, he'll come back, I'm sure, but they'll, I, I want to see that meeting. I like to call him Peter, I sold my soul, Navarro. Back to the Singapore thing, though. I think it's very symbolic how much power Kim Jong-un had in bringing the U.S. leader to practically his own time zone. That's a metaphor. So many time zones our president had to go to to be with this guy. So the symmetry is really, really askew. Trump and North Korean leader Kim Jong-un wrapped up their summit by pledging to work toward complete denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula, but their agreement had no specifics, yeah. except Trump then announced the end of U.S.-South Korean war games. Yeah, that was kind of specific. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Einstein said, we'll probably be stopping the war games, which will save us a tremendous amount of money, but I think the war games, it's very provocative, yeah. which is exactly what North Korea propaganda right. called the war games. Mm -hmm. Our allies in the regions were caught flat-footed by Trump's war game concession. Trump, however, tweeted, Americans can sleep well tonight. I don't find that really that, um, I don't know, comforting. Not, not at all. Oh, no, I, I understand, Mueller. It's tough to get to sleep these nights. It's very tough. With a madman in the White House. Two days later, Trump imposed a 25% tariff on $50 billion in Chinese products 
China is North Korea's most important trading partner. Right. So now we've set up an odd situation. We haven't had any agreements from North Korea, and we're slamming a North Korean ally with tariffs. I'm sure China will have a nice little talk with North Korea about that. Yeah. The UN General Assembly voted overwhelmingly to condemn Israel over its killing of Palestinians protesting nonviolently against Israel's occupation. The vote was 120 to 8. Oh, that many 8. Yeah. Wow. Guam, it, Togo. It, yeah. <laughs> Four U.S.-dependent Pacific Islands. Okay. The U.S., Australia, Togo, and Israel, of course. That's and, a night island, too, that's yeah. independent. <laughs> The Israeli military killed 124 Palestinians and wounded 14,000 more since the Palestinians' nonviolent Great March of Return protest began in Gaza on May 30th. Among them, the paramedic, equipped in her attire to tend to lives. That one, that's so smart. Well, you put a gun in some young man's hands who's been trained to shoot it, and eventually, he'll shoot it. News from bombing countries. It's brought to you by the military-industrial complex. Where killing is not just an idea, it's the norm. In Yemen, U.S.-backed Saudi-led coalition warplanes bombed the port city of Hodeida as aid groups warned of worsening humanitarian catastrophe. That didn't stop the U.S. coalition from bombing a new Doctors Without Borders cholera clinic The building had been clearly identified as a medical site. The conflict in Yemen has already killed 15,000 civilians, sparked the world's worst cholera epidemic, and pushed the country to the brink of famine. I don't know if it registered over here the sound of a lot of diplomatic angles being exercised, anything to forestall that. The attack was coming. It was clear, but how devastating, because that's it. That's the only port left for Yemen to accept anything to keep what's left of their not-so-civil society. I like to call it U.S.-backed famine. Yeah, you might as well. In Afghanistan, on Monday, more than a dozen people were killed in Taliban attacks, including the governor of the Khoistan district. The attacks came as the government's eight-day ceasefire was slated to take effect. The Taliban agreed to begin a ceasefire during the first three days of Eid which began yesterday. Right. So they decided to kill some folks right before they went on their ceasefire, I suppose. Hmm. A federal judge ruled a lawsuit challenging the U.S. government's secretive kill list can proceed. The suit was brought by U.S. freelance journalist Balal Abdul Karim, who says he narrowly escaped with his life when the U.S. targeted him multiple times for airstrikes in Syria. Karim frequently interviewed militants the U.S. has linked to al-Qaeda. Wow. But he interviewed them. He needs, I yeah, would, that's a would pipeline. Would you have done an interview with Adolf Hitler? Would I have? Yeah. Well, I think the answer is yes. Yeah. Because I had a chance to talk to Richard Spencer, but I wasn't ready. Last year oh, in really? Pasadena. <laughs> we journalists have to be ready to ask anybody a yeah. question or two. In a decision handed down Wednesday, U.S. District Judge Rosemary Collier ruled the U.S. government cannot deny Kareem his constitutional right to due process, which Mm. is right. That's the way it should be. (laughs) If this news confounds you, may I recommend a donation to KUCI-FM to settle your hash? 
Gosh. Just go to KUCI.org. Your generous donation is how we stay on air. You can use PayPal. And we could. We had some boards blow up on us this week. Oh, absolutely. And it shuffled some decks, including Ask a Leader's deck. That was tough oh, to really? do in you, Studio you hap- B. It had to happen right during your show. No, huh? no. It happened right before. Oh. So I was in Studio B. So we would love equipment that shined yeah, on all levels. Just go to KUCI.org. There's donate button there. Just Give it a little click, and we'll take anything, really. Feel how good that $5, feels. $5, $10, mm. $1,000, oh, whatever would be nice. you can reasonably afford. We'll name the console after you. <laughs> Drones in the News is brought to you by Mahler's Drone Club and people like you, Joy. UNICEF Pacific put out a global call to drone companies to help deliver vaccines and medical supplies to the South Pacific Ocean nation of Vanuatu and its 83 tiny little islands. Hmm. Vanuatu. There are people in Vanuatu whose only access to any mainland is by boat. Many Vanuatu children are in need of vaccines that could help save their lives. (laughs) That's right. a good thing, Mahler. There's that's a, right. There's a drone working for you. A U.S. Econa drone, that's an unarmed variant of the Predator drone, lifted off from Edwards Air Force Base in California and climbed 20,000 feet before turning north toward Fresno. The June 12th mission marked the first time officially a large drone navigated public airspace mm. over the U.S. without a chase aircraft to be sure it wouldn't hit anything. Oh, okay. So now we got them just big ones. How, how big was that one? Uh, Just, I don't have the dimensions, but I saw a photo of it. I'd say uh, like a twin-engine older plane. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Iceland's largest online marketplace will increase the number of drones it flies across the country's capital, Reykjavik. Really? So I'll get more in there. Reykjavikians can soon expect pizza and organ transplant drone deliveries right no. to their door. No. Yeah, they want it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh mother. Good boy. Aww. Good boy. That makes him happy. Yeah. Makes him happy. He's showing off the collar. <laughs> Here at home, while most news was focused on how long Sarah Sanders would keep her job, a newly published open letter signed by over 1,000 mental health professionals and organizations condemned the Trump administration's practice of separating children and parents at the border. Let's let all that sink in. Yeah. In the letter they wrote, we cannot afford to forget that there is a history of separating children from their parents during slave auctions, during the forced assimilation of American Indians. Assimilation is kind of a light word there. Yeah. And during the Holocaust, to somehow convince ourselves that this systemic traumatization of children has no bearing on the lives of these children and no impact on the legacy of our country is to be living in an alternate universe. And it is. It's stripping ours. children from their parents' is Republican family values these days. Jeff Bo Sessions quoted the Bible to justify separating families, quoted Romans 13, which talks about orderly and lawful processes being good in and of themselves. Wow. So yeah, I was... just kind of wonder... How does Jesus fit into that? Wasn't he crucified for breaking the law? Isn't that what Jesus was about? Uh, it's a sad and beautiful world. Yeah. 
Oh, mother. This comes as a Honduran asylum seeker committed suicide after Border Patrol agents forcibly separated him from his three-year-old child. Marco Antonio Munoz had come to the United States with his family fleeing violence. The Canadian counselor said he fled after his brother-in-law was murdered. After they arrived in the United States, the Munoz family voluntarily surrendered to Border Patrol agents and said they wanted to apply for asylum. But when agents told Munoz he would have to be separated from his son, he had a panic attack. The agents ripped the boy out of his arms, transported Munoz to a Texas jail where he was found dead by suicide the following morning. This is your country, by the way. This This is is how we look to the... We are presiding during this time. Meanwhile, the White House says it will back either of a pair of crappy immigration bills headed toward a possible yeah, vote in Congress. That's a concern. Yeah. we got to see what's in there. This is next week after right. Paul Ryan said, let's debate immigration. So that's why these bills are being brought forward by Republicans. White House Senior Advisor Stephen The Undertaker Miller said mm. Trump supports the bills, which would provide a narrow path to citizenship for undocumented immigrants, but use $25 billion of our tax dollars for a border wall, end the visa lottery system, and sharply curtail the number of visas given to documented immigrants. The other even harsher bill would crack down on sanctuary cities while requiring employers to use the federal E-Verify program. Both measures have been condemned by immigrant right groups. Kevin McCarthy's saying that is mighty close to coming to a vote and that they know they've, they've counted those votes. This is a big one. And in more immigration news, U.S. Attorney General Jeff Bo Sessions announced that domestic or gang violence will no longer be grounds for asylum in the U.S., a far-reaching shift that could affect thousands of women fleeing gender bias. Mm-hmm. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. Visit us at Facebook.com slash KUCI 88.9 on our Tumblr blog at KUCIRadio.tumblr.com. On Twitter at KUCI FM. Stream us live on iTunes. Go to Internet College University, KUCI 88.9 FM. Yeah. In a major voting rights case decision made possible by substitute Justice Neil Gorsuch, the Supreme Court ruled 5-4 to to uphold Ohio's decision to purge voters from the rolls. The ruling allows Ohio to purge voters if they haven't voted in recent elections and don't respond to notice from election officials. A 2016 Reuters survey found that 150,000 people were removed from the voting rolls in recent years in Ohio's three largest counties alone. 150,000 people. A handful of other states have similar voting laws. Keep in mind, it was 77,000 swing voters that swung the election to Trump. And 150,000 people in Ohio, in their three largest counties alone, were taken off the rolls. Now, you say, well, they should have responded to their mail. No, but they're moving around. This is a demographic that's not in one place over the years. There could be so many reasons. They could be serving in the military. They're not there. But it's a target. It's so laser-like. And the Supreme Court really had their mind on that. A handful of other states have similar voting laws. The ruling to uphold Ohio's decision boosts Republican voter suppression efforts and encourages other states to follow Ohio's 
example. I'm looking for Rick Hassan at our law school. Always watches that. He tweets like a madman. Follow Rick Hassan on Twitter. I'll have him on in the middle of July. How does he spell his last name there? H-A-S-E-N. At the Barclay, he'll be talking. Nina Totenberg is going to be there with Get him. out. Nina with and Rick together at the Barclay? With all of the greats there from the law schools. Yeah, it's the beginning of the month of beginning July. Beginning of July. Yeah. A federal judge approved AT&T's $85 billion merger with Time Warner after ruling the Justice Department failed to prove the merger violates antitrust laws. The deal is expected to change how you get your media and will give AT&T control over Warner Brothers Film and Television Studios along with CNN, TNT, HBO, and many other brands. For sports fans out there, it will not affect whether we get the Dodger games or not. This merger will just keep them locked out, maybe even more as far as I know. So it does affect it in a negative way. Only three days after Trump's inauguration, AT&T paid $600,000 to Trump's personal lawyer, Mm -hmm. Michael the Fixer Cohen's company for... One of his companies. Yeah, for help advising on the merger. The Justice Department sued to block the merger. That's Trump's Justice Department because Trump didn't like CNN. Right. That was what that was about. It had nothing to do with policy. Right call, wrong reason. Mm -hmm. But now the approval of the deal is expected to cause a lot of other mergers and monopolies. They're lining up. Yeah. Taking the call. And that's going to affect us. All of us. And speaking of Mr. Michael, the fixer Cohen, he's reportedly about to flip on Trump. Giuliani says he won't, but Giuliani's a complete distraction. (laughs) New York's attorney general is suing the Trump Foundation. This is good news, I think. Oh, yeah. As, As well as Donald Trump and his children, alleging extensive and persistent lawbreaking. They all look like lawbreakers to me. They look like a lineup when I see the family together, a mafia family. Barbara Underwood, the attorney general, said the Trump Charitable Charitable Foundation engaged in unlawful political coordination designed to influence the 2016 election. The lawsuit seeks to dissolve the foundation and $2.8 million in restitution. The foundation denies the charges, calling them politically motivated, The attorney general is also seeking to bar the president and his three children, Donnie Jr., Eric, and Ivanka, from serving on the board of any New York-based charity in light of misconduct and total lack of oversight. That just sounds like their middle names, misconduct and total lack of of oversight. She has referred the case to the Internal Revenue Service and the Federal Election Commission. So we got a a fun time coming up here. Right. (laughs) Meanwhile, Ivanka and her husband, Jared. That's the one. Raked in at least $82 million in outside income last year, even as they served as senior White House advisors. Now, remember, Ivanka's going over to China. She's getting trademarks taken care of there. And in the Middle East. yeah, On her clothing line. Mm -hmm. Jared's going to the Middle East and borrowing money to buy an office building in New York. Keep 666 paid for. Yeah. You think their position in the White House has anything to do with how friendly the these... ATM for them, yeah. yeah. Ivanka got $4 million from her stake in the Trump International Hotel in Washington, D.C., $2 million from the Trump Organization, and $5 million from the trust that oversees her clothing brand. Jarrett raked in a total of $70 million from dozens of companies tied to his family's real estate company, Kushner Companies. A lot of companies going on there. 
I'd say we have a conflict of interest. And back to that Republican sensibility of level playing field. It's plundering, plundering opportunity on the presidential advising watch. $82 million. What you got there? (laughs) What you got there, Nathan? I'm just thinking $82 million. I'm thinking homelessness in Orange County. You just go down to Taco Mesa on 19th Street across from the DMV, and they're everywhere there. Homeless are. You go down to Huntington Beach, you will see a lineup of cars on Talbert Street of people sleeping in in their cars. Then they all leave mysteriously at 7 in the morning. Why? So they can go to their jobs. They're working and they're still homeless. We're getting reports that the economy is fine, even though it's not. It's the rigged figures. And it's not just Trump who rigged the figures. It's been going on for decades where people have either given up on even looking for a job or they have to hold down two jobs. Or more. Yeah. Or three. Or just to hold a a bedroom in an apartment with six other people. These people that are advising a White House, instead of working on public policy, they're working on private investments. So, I mean, it's, this is an opportunity cost in so many dimensions. The what Department of Justice asserted that key provisions of the Affordable Care Act are unconstitutional and refuse to defend it against a legal challenge brought by 20 red states. The move left health care and legal experts aghast. Yeah. And it should. The administration's argument takes aim at the ACA's protections for Americans with pre-existing medical conditions who are guaranteed access to health insurance at standard premium rates by the ACA law. It's just really cruel. Savage. It's it's absolutely cruel. Yeah, you got a point there, buddy. Yeah. The Justice Department's internal watchdog found that former FBI Director James Comey's actions in the Hillary Clinton email brouhaha were extraordinary and insubordinate and flouted the department's norms, but that Comey was not motivated by political bias. The Justice Department also noted that Comey used a private email server during his tenure at the FBI while he was investigating Clinton for using a private email server. What's your take on Comey? He is a complicated one. But I think that he's organized around a sort of a pious model. He's a pious guy. Good good take. I think so, too. With Clinton, the emails were out. It was Guccifer. It was WikiLeaks that published these emails. And there was nothing he could do to deny that it existed. Whereas with Russia, he was trying to be undercover. I'm not defending him. I think he did a lot of things wrong. But on the other hand, he was following a strict code instead of looking at what was best for the country. Voters went to the poll last Tuesday, or the polls, not just one poll, for primaries in Virginia, South Carolina, Maine, Nevada, and North Dakota. In Maine, voters used a new type of voting system. Oh, yeah. Ranked choice voting, which allows the voters to rank their preferred candidates in order of preference. Maine residents voted also to use the system for the upcoming federal elections in November. That's a great model. I think it is, too. It gives a read on what the public is thinking rather than just a binary yes-no. Right. Lesser of two or something. Yeah. Uh, But Maine's racist Republican Governor Paul LePage is now threatening to not certify the results of the primary because of the ranked choice voting. He's out in November, but nevertheless... He's crazy. Yeah. Meanwhile, in South Carolina, Republican Congress member Mark Sanford lost his primary election to state representative Katie uh, Arrington after he criticized Trump 
Dr. Einstein attacks Sanford, tweeting, Mark Sanford has been very unhelpful to me in my campaign to MAGA. Yeah. I never liked that. MAGA. It sounds like maggots. You're making America great again. Why do you have something that sounds like maggots, sir? I see red when I see that. After conceding defeat, Sanford said he did not regret criticizing Trump. He had previously called the president's steel and aluminum tariffs an experiment in stupidity, which it is. Yeah. Ah, it is, Mother. And suggested that Trump's rhetoric has been divisive and bad for the country, which it is. Yeah. Yeah. In Virginia, former state Trump campaign co-chair Corey Stewart won the Republican state primary and will challenge Democratic Senator Tim, could have been Vice President Kane, in November. Stewart ran on a pro-Trump, far-right, anti-immigration platform. He embraced the Confederate flag and refused to condemn white supremacists for their deadly rally in Charlottesville, Virginia. All right. Let's get everybody registered in the northern part of Virginia. Let's just bury this guy. Women candidates won big on Tuesday, including in Virginia, where State Senator Jennifer Wexton won her House Democratic primary. She'll challenge Republican Congresswoman Barbara Comstock. And in Nevada, Susie Lee won her House primary race. On the Democratic side, Tuesday's primary was a victory for the Democratic establishment for the most part, with a number of candidates handpicked by party leaders beating out more progressive challengers. On the Republican side, the results represented a victory for the far right wing of the party. Yeah, Nevada. Yeah, Yeah, with Trump-aligned candidates winning. I don't know how to frame that. It's not a good thing. The party's going that way. Yeah, but at least it makes a clear divide in just how ugly the Republicans are getting and what a cult their their party is becoming. Yeah, fair enough. San Francisco elected its first ever female mayor. That's right, Mahler. A, a little howl out from Mahler. You have a picture over there? Yeah, there she is. What is City hold Hall. it real close to the mic. Hold and, it to the made, mic. Can people see that? I'll describe. That's London Breed, a longtime community activist who grew up in public housing. She was declared the winner after her rival conceded a week after the city voters cast their ballots. It was a close election. Breed is the only female mayor to serve in the top 15 largest U.S. cities. (laughs) Massachusetts filed a lawsuit against 16 top executives of Purdue Pharma, the maker of hillbilly heroin. Also oh my known. gosh, is that yours? Did no, you coin no, no. I, that was back from Rush Limbaugh. He says that? Oh, yeah. wow. Well, he didn't Hell, say it. No, hillbilly but, heroin's but good. He, he took it. Okay. That's OxyContin. The lawsuit claims Purdue Pharma misled doctors, patients, and the public about the dangers posed by the opioid-based OC. It's also known as Orange County. Yeah, Disney. yeah. Drug overdoses are now the leading cause of death for Americans under the age of 50 with opioids Number one. There's got to be a factor of that in unemployment, um, employability. Yeah. So it's, it's death is the end of it. There's many complications before that, yeah. unraveling everybody. I'm not completely against drug use, as you well know, but this is this a very is destructive yeah. drug, and it's being pushed by their heroin dealers. So this, let's call the family out. It's the Sacklers. Yeah, so the Sacklers. So it's Purdue is only a company name. It's the yeah. family, the, the Sacklers, Sacklers that we're holding accountable here. Yeah. 
Monday, June 11th, was our first day without net neutrality. Under the new Trump not net neutrality internet rules, internet service providers like Comcast, Verizon, and AT&T are allowed to throttle traffic and block access to websites as long as the companies alert subscribers in their fine print that they reserve the right to do it. There will be legal challenges. There are legal challenges that are going to keep that from actually being the law of the commerce. The other frustrating thing about this is most people in the U.S. don't have access to more than one or two Internet service providers. They don't have access. So if the users don't want those terms, there won't be any alternative. This is not a free marketplace. Ajit Pai never comes clean with all that. No, he just smiles and drinks out of that fat mug of his. Meanwhile, though, on the good side, California is moving forward with a net neutrality bill. That's the gold standard of consumer-friendly net neutrality laws. Lead on, California. Yeah. 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 Folks, if you haven't already registered, you've got to get registered to vote. You've got to get on this train. Then you've got to find out who's still on your general election ballot. You've got to find out what you can do. If you're going to be ticked off about the outcomes, there are event planner mavens amidst us. Orange County's full of them. There's the WAVE group, W-A-V is their acronym, and they are finding that political activity is the same kind of skill set as being mavens for planning, organizing gala events. They're plugging in and they, I think, are getting a fulfillment they never imagined and let's keep them busy in politics. Be sure and listen to Claudia Shambal with me here today. Every Tuesday on KUCI 88.9 FM at nine o'clock, ask a leader. Thank you. And finally, a cashier on her break at a Florida Home Depot was attacked in the parking lot by a diaper-wearing spider monkey named Spanky. No. I wouldn't lie to you about that. Yeah, no. You can subscribe to the Weekly Signals Weekly Review podcast at weeklysignals.com. Weeklysignals.com. Subscribe now.